And we're live. Welcome back, folks. <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> okay. Um, Hi, friends. Today, we are going to be talking... Uh, we're, we're going into the third part of our series on love, right? This is love, part three? Love, love, Yeah. Wow. Um, and today, we're going to be talking about how love does not envy or boast. Because it doesn't. So grab your snackies. Or not if you're in the car driving somewhere. And get comfy. Get comfy. If you can. Yeah, we're on my bed today, so hopefully Anna will be comfy. I got her a pillow. But she really wants me to lean back on it. I Because <laughs> I see you, you may not have back problems, but I have back problems. So if I sit like this, it's going to take me two minutes and I'll be in pain. Hmm. Are you like that? You're just weak. <laughs> I guess joking. so. I'm joking. I'm joking. I was literally no. sitting on the floor. Sorry, I'm moving the mic. I just realized it's probably loud. I was sitting on the floor in the living room yesterday folding clothes or doing something. Oh, I was, like, putting away stuff. Anyway, and I was literally sitting on the floor for, like, ten minutes, and I felt like I had been sitting on the floor hunched over for, like, two hours. Mm. It hurts so I think it depends on how you sit, right? Like, if I sit up, that's better. Yeah. I don't know. I sit on the floor for, like, 15, 20 minutes every day doing circle time to make it. Although I do lean on the wall. That's Behind true. me. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. This will be your test. Okay. Anywho, I guess we'll see. So, for anyone who doesn't know, we're doing 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Let me read the verse to you. This is the ESV version, and we're going through it topically. So, we're taking each attribute of love, like Anna said, and we're going through it, and we're doing our observations and discussing that attribute in our life. Yada, yada, yada. So, I'm going to read it real quick. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So that's what we're going through. And we're learning about love, which means we're learning about God, because God is love. Mm -hmm. um, and for anyone who doesn't know, Anna is a single, young, 23-year-old woman. <laughs> yes. And I am... A married 23-year-old woman, so our views on love with, like, significant others and friends and everything. And, like, our circles are just different now. Yeah. Like, so this is coming from two different worlds, basically. Two different worlds with the same belief. Yeah. You know. My first passage that I found was Proverbs 14.30. Anna is going to read it in the ESV, and then I'll read it in NLT just because I liked both versions for this one. So in ESV it says, A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. NLT says, A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. So I kind of had an observation on this, but then after I had my little observation, I read a commentary on it, and they basically said the exact same thing I did with just way more detail, and I really liked the way that they said what they said. So I'm going to read the commentary part. It's not. I'm not going to read the whole commentary, but I'm going to read a little bit of it. And then if God leads, we will have discussion. And if he doesn't, we'll then drop the mic. We'll read what we read and move on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so um, this is what the commentary says. It's from BibleRef.com. Medical research affirms what this verse teaches. A peaceful heart sets aside worry, stress, and anxiety. So far as that is possible, this contributes to a healthy life. Envy, jealousy, angst, and bitterness cause sickness. 
Envy acts like a cancer consuming the envious person from the inside. Being content with what we have keeps the heart stable. Being stressed over what we don't have and envying those who have more than we may, sorry, let me go back and read that part again. Being stressed over what we don't have and envying those who have more than we may, ri- may raise blood pressure, cause anxiety, ulcers, and mental and emotional stress. Emotions affect our physical condition. Generally, those who obediently follow Jesus are prone to a healthy life. In part, this is due to avoiding sins which bring natural physical consequences. It is also due to lessened anxiety and fear because they are at peace with God. Their conscience is clear, and if they commit their anxious anxious moments to God, they enjoy peace of God. And there's more, but that was the gist of what I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. So, basically, you know, with the cancer part specifically in this, um, and it says that in both versions, didn't it? Oh, the one uh, mine says... Oh, it makes makes the bones rot. Yeah, That's what it is. Rot. And then in NLT, it says that it's cancer, basically, to your body. Or, you know, and that comparison is really vivid because, you know... Like, cancer can just spread mm-hmm. all over your body. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if it's going to spread or not, but then it does in the end for a lot of people, unfortunately. And so, like, you know, saying that this is like cancer to your body yeah, is, I mean, that's pretty severe, As you know? It's like, it literally eats you up. Yeah, it literally eats you up. So, and, you know, Tina, Miss Christina used to say, well, y'all don't know who that is, some of you may, but um, <laughs> Anna does. Um, you know, she used to say the, the very well-known quote or whatever that... Um, Comparison mm-hmm. is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Comparison is the thief of joy. And so that's kind of like, it kind of could go along with jealousy and envying, you know. And, and like envying means that you, not only do you like what someone else has, but you're coveting it. You're wanting that yeah. for yourself. And so that's basically saying I'm not content with what God has given me. I'm not content with the life that God has given me. I'm not content that, you know, like if you're a single person, for instance, Anna, you may relate to this, and you want you know, a relationship that someone else may have, you know, that's coveting. Yeah. You know, or for me, it might be like with my season of life, um, my husband and I have found like that it's hard because in this world, a lot of people have this mindset is belief that if you have a house, you've made it, which is not true whatsoever. I know people who live in apartments their whole lives and they're completely happy with it. And no, I was going to say my parents were literally renting our house in their like 40s and 50s and just bought like the house we live in now yeah. two years ago which like they owned a house back when, before but like we've lived in arkansas for um almost 10 years now and for most of those 10 years like they've yeah. rented a house yeah like, it's a belief that's not <laughs> it's not a good belief because no. what if god wants you to move around for some reason you know maybe that's his plan for you and buying a house and then selling it buying a house and selling it, that's a lot of freaking work yeah. like but anyway so the point is like you know with our seasons of life you know there are things, like, big things that we cover, but then it also could be small things. But, like, those small things even, they could really eat you up mm-hmm. and just spread. And it could cause you, like, it gets to the point where all you're thinking about is that thing you want. Yeah. Or that person you want. Or whatever it is. And, and, and it's like, gosh. And, you know, I've come to the realization, it's a big one that I struggle with, is, like, I don't really watch TV very often. But, like, when I lay in bed, I haven't been doing this lately, thankfully, but... A lot of people do this, you know, you lay in bed and you like might watch a show or whatever. Like yeah. you've had a busy day, you have a busy life, whatever. You lay down in bed and you just watch a few episodes of your show or whatever. Yeah. That's normal. That's fine. Whatever. But then what I realized for me was I didn't mean to because I loved my husband. I loved my kid. I loved where we're living right now. You know, I didn't have any issues. We have everything we need, you know, mm-hmm. but I was 
coveting some of these characters mm. and the life they had. Yeah. And it wasn't even a real situation. Yeah. But I kept thinking, like, oh, man, I wish I had that. And then I would look up different things that go along with that or whatever it was. And I realized it was consuming me a lot more than I realized. Yeah. And so that's just a little example of a small thing. and But, like, it really was something I thought about all the time. Yeah. It was just... Like, oh, I wish I had someone who in my life who could do that. Or I wish I had this thing. Or I wish I had a house that had that. Or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's stupid because it's from a fictional show. Right. But, I mean, that's just, you know, maybe someone can relate to that. But it was just eating me up. And then, and you know, according, you know, if you think about, like, what this uh, commentary was saying, even, you know, go further with that. Eating, you know, we say it eats you up. But to go into, like, specific detail of what that might do is... Like this says, it says, consuming the envious person from the inside, being content with what we have keeps the heart stable. Yeah. So, like, you know, being content, you know, or, or being discontent, you know, this literally, I loved how this commentary went into detail about actual physical problems that people have had from being, from envying others. Hmm. It said, envying those who have more than we may, than we may raise blood pressure, cause anxiety, ulcers, and mental and emotional stress. They literally took medical research and put wow. that in their commentary. And I'm like, dang, you know? And it's true, though. Like, we may not... A lot of us can... Maybe can't relate to raised blood pressure. Like, personally, me, raised blood pressure or ulcers. No. But the causing anxiety, mental and emotional stress, mm-hmm. that's exactly what all these little things that I was envying... Or even big things, you know, that I may have envied. It just eats you up to where you're constantly just, you know, and you're thinking about that in more of, or in a bigger way than you maybe are thinking about God. Yeah. And the peace that he could give you if you just let him. That's just right there for you. You just have to say, okay, God, give it to me. And he's like, okay, well, here it is. You know, but because I'm over here envying others for what they have and not looking at what I have and what God's given me, it's causing me this anxiety that I wouldn't have if I just looked at what I had from God. Yeah. So that's my thing. No, I like that. Um, in the ESV, on the, um, this is just the U version app. Um, in the ESV, it has like sometimes those little dots that you can click, like that'll give you another whatever. Oh yeah. So it says a tranquil and then next to tranquil, it has a little yeah. Thingy. So it says a tranquil or healing heart. Oh, yes. I like that it says healing instead of even peaceful. Yes. When you think of tranquility, you think of peace. But I like that it says healing. Like a healing heart gives oh my gosh. to the flesh. Maybe I should read the first part of this commentary then. Okay. Because maybe that's what God is telling me. It says, in the very first paragraph of this commentary that I didn't read earlier, it says, the Hebrew terms used here suggest a figure of speech. The meaning goes beyond the plain definition of the included words. In literal terms, the verse speaks of a healthy heart or a healing heart. Yeah. In contrast to jealousy or passion. The results of these are contrasted as life for the flesh or liveliness of the body, Hmm. as opposed to decay of the bones or rotting of the substance. English translations then frame this as the difference between having a contented heart or a jealous one, both of which have an impact on one's physical health. And then yeah. it goes into the medical research affirms blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think about it, too, like, if you have a heart that's healthy mm-hmm. and healing, you're not going to be jealous. No. Right? You're not going to harbor yeah. jealousy in your heart. If you have a healthy relationship with God and, like, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to work in your heart and it's in a healthy place, you're not yeah. going to be well, yeah, and that's what it was saying. It was like, mm-hmm. um, generally, those who are who obediently follow Jesus are prone to a healthy life. Yeah. You know, and that's not saying you won't have hardship, but 
Anna and I were just talking about before the podcast, um, quality over quantity with our with our Bible studies and mm-hmm. our time that we spend with God. Like we don't have to just check off a list and spend thirty minutes to an hour of time reading our Bible and making observations and journaling and all this stuff to be a good quote unquote good good Christian. Yeah. Being a quote unquote good Christian, really, you know, the bottom line of it is just continuously learning and growing closer to God. Yeah, you don't have to overthink yeah. it. Yeah, so, like, even if you just spend 10 minutes a day with God or whatever, and you just, gen- like, spend good quality time just hanging out with God, you know, um, that means that you're going to, like, what we were talking about earlier before we started recording was the amount of peace that you have in all situations mm-hmm. and how you're more prone to conviction so you can take captive of your thoughts better, and that leads to more peace because you're able to take that captive of your thoughts and give yeah. them to God. And he, you just allow him to transform you in those moments where you just need him to transform you. And that, you know, that is what a healthy life is. Yeah. You know, just having a peaceful life no matter what goes on. And, yeah. And then you won't have all this envy. Or even if it creeps up, you know, you'll be more prone to, like, take captive of that envy, envious thought. You yeah. Know, or that envious To notice when those thoughts start to creep up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was my first one. Good one. Was a good one. Um, I took this as kind of like looking first at, like, ah, let me, let me get my words together. Um, so I looked up like a commentary, um, I'm using Enduring Word, over 1 Corinthians 13, um, and it talks about the part where it's like love does not envy it says that envy is one of the least productive and most damaging of all sins it accomplishes nothing except to hurt love keeps his distance from envy i like that it says that like love stays far away from envy Mm -hmm. and does not resent it when someone else is promoted or blessed and then it talks about it describes the heart that does not envy which is they're uh people who don't envy or like the heart that doesn't envy envy sorry are never willing that others should be preferred before them Mm. or they're ever willing not never willing (laughs) Yeah. They are ever willing that others should be preferred before them. So, like, I don't know. That's just crazy. And then another thing that this commentary talked about is how damaging envy is. Like, because of envy, like, Cain killed Abel. Mm -hmm. And then Matthew 27, 18. Uh Uh-oh, I thought I had it pulled it up. I thought I had it pulled up. I cannot speak today. Matthew 27, 18. Literally talks about how envy is what, like, is why Jesus was killed. Um... So, I'm going to start actually in verse 15. Now, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd anyone prisoner whom they wanted, and they had been, or and they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So, when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, "Whom do you want released for for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ?" For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. So literally, Jesus was delivered to Pilate because of envy. Because these religious leaders and people were envious of him. Wow. That's true. You know, and I feel like we knew that, but I've never thought about that. Yeah. Like, I don't think I ever, like, focused on the envy part of that. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, that's just crazy. And so, like, envy is so, it's not a small sin. It's so damaging. Like the verse that Sarah just read, it can literally, like, eat you up from the inside out. Yeah. Like, it rots your bones. It really does. It's like a cancer. So, that was just very sobering to me. And so, like, what do we need to do instead is focus on Christ and his love. Because, like, love stays far away from envy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, it it won't touch it with a ten-foot pole. It's like, hey. Yeah. So... 
I don't know. That or if it does, it's because it's hitting the hitting envy with the pole to get it away. That's right. <laughs> like get out of here, envy. Stay the heck away from me. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it just like that was crazy when I realized that there's literally a verse about how like envy is what put is what put Jesus on the cross. It is. Yeah. Hmm. And that I'm also good. sorry I'm stumbling over my words so much today, I'm but sorry. I think I'm getting my point across. You are. Anyway. That was kind of short, but... No, that was good. Okay, so my next one is Proverbs 24, verses 1 and 2. So, it says, Be not envious of evil... Oh. Yeah. Sorry, so sorry. I was thinking of a different verse oh, for a second. Uh, be not envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their hearts devise violence, and their lips talk of trouble. Hmm. Okay, so this one resonated with me because of my own past. Um... Like, some of these verses, like, there's always something you can take out of it for your own life. I wholeheartedly believe that with pretty much anything yeah. in the Bible. But sometimes there are verses that you're, like, reading and you're, like, and you think of someone else specifically because of a situation they're going through or they've gone through. Yeah. Um, but this was me. So, um, like, my past. So, my past... I, I was saved, but I very much ran away from God for a little bit there. And it really, like, in the long run, I guess it wasn't that long of a period of time. But it felt like it in the moment. Yeah. Um. But anyway, and I was not living for God whatsoever. My friend group, like, was just not good. Um. Very, you know, it was very much, like, in the alcohol and drug um, area and stuff. And I wasn't really into hard drugs or anything, but I was around people who were into drugs and stuff. And then alcohol and all the things. Um, you know, sexual immorality, you know, all the, the quote-unquote big sins that a lot of people talk yeah. about, that was what I was around all the time. And so when I read this verse, um, you know, there were things, and I'm sure people listening to this can relate to this, that whenever you're doing whatever sin it is, in the moment, at least whenever you're living that lifestyle, a lot of the time in the moment, there are fun things to it yeah. that make you very, like, it's like a quick fix of happiness. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, it's not joy, the, but it's, yeah. it's like a quick fix of happiness. And this could be little things, too. I'm just telling you that of the things that I was involved in. Um, it wasn't just little things or minute things or whatever. So, anyway. But, so, there have been times, and I don't do this anymore, but there have been times just in the past, like, how many ever years my husband and I have been together? Almost four years. I Almost four years that's in not, January, right? Wouldn't yeah. it be four in January? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, not very long, I guess. It just feels like a long time. Um, I feel like you've been with Casey for, like, ever. I, I know. Like, it feels like it. Anyway, back to my point, but there have been times over the years since I left that lifestyle where I am almost embarrassed to say, but I was envious of my past and not in a way of like I wanted to live a life like I did then as a whole, but like I wanted to be able to just let loose and get drunk because Mm -hmm. in the moment, you know, when I used to do that, it was nice in the moment. But yeah. then whenever you're not drunk anymore and you sober up, you're like, wow, my life is crap because of the because of the things I'm doing. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's really the only thing, like, or, or whenever, I, so I used to smoke cigarettes. And even though I don't have a desire for them anymore, there was a long time where every now and then if I mm-hmm. smelled the exact cigarette that I used to smoke, I would really crave that. And I would really... Like, want to go back to the moment because in the moment, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But then after I was done smoking that cigarette, um, I was like, wow, this is really ruining my life. Yeah. And so, you know, the after effect and my whole life as a whole, I did not envy. But it was like I envied those little moments. Yeah, that you, yeah. You know. Um, but um, let me get back to my point here. Reel it in. 
Um, basically, you know, I, you know, I can relate to this because it's like, it says, do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their hearts devise violence and their lips talk of trouble. So Mm -hmm. basically everything that comes from evil, and I'm not saying that, well, I am saying, like, we are evil people. We are wicked people who are just selfish and very much against God. Yeah. And the only reason that Anna and I have any good in us is because we have God and he is the only goodness that could be. Absolutely. And yeah. whenever you're talking about the fruits of the spirit, um, you know, love is patient. Or, not <laughs> um, The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, <laughs> kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, mm-hmm. self-control. When we talk about the goodness part of it, you know, it just amazes me. I literally just talked about this in the last video that went up this past Friday um, about service to others and stuff. And how God transforms us. And how in our relationship with God, there is no way on our own that we could put goodness into the world. You know, there's no way. And so it amazes me that I'm putting goodness into the world. But that's the thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not. It's because God has transformed me and I'm letting him transform me. It's his goodness. He's the only good being ever. And so it's him because we have the Holy Spirit in us working through us and planting those seeds of goodness yeah and so anything that comes from our evil selfish you know ways it's going to be trouble just like it says in the esv version Mm -hmm. our lips talk of trouble everything around us you know we divide you know our hearts devise violence you know evil men we are evil you know we don't need to be we don't need to have a desire to be with worldly people in a way that we're doing the things that they're doing yeah because, like I said, from my past, I was just a depressed ball of wickedness. Like, yeah. it just wasn't good. And, you know, the drinking, the sexual immorality, everything that I was involved in. Sorry, that's my laptop. Everything that I was involved in, that's all it was. It was just a quick fix in the moment. Yeah. And then after that, my world was just crap. Yeah. And so I don't need to be envious of that because now I'm reminded of how awful my life was and how my relationship with my family with my um it was just broken you know there was not a good relationship with anybody yeah and you know now I have an amazing relationship with everybody in my family I have friends who pour into me spiritually I have friends that I can pour into them spiritually and all I can say about my friendships right now are good like everything's good and um because even my even the friends who are not you know I do have a couple friends who are not Christians but because of where I am with God in my relationship with him everything in my life right now there's always something good in it yeah and so I know that was kind of a rambling thing but I just wanted to say that because I could relate to that you know that's a very that's a good testimony and like a good no, I was good. <laughs> Thanks. So. It really was. Because no, like, yeah. it's so true that you're only ever going to find fullness of joy in Christ. Like, you yeah. can't find it anywhere else. No, you can't. <laughs> that was you. Okay. What's your next one, Anna? Um, James 3, 14 through 16. I have that one, too. Twinsy. Oh, my gosh. Do, 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 do. I think that's the one I didn't have an observation for, but that we could do in the moment. Um. So, I'm going to read it. It's an ESV. <clears throat> but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly and spiritual demonic. Mm. For where jealousy and selfish ambition ambition exists, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Oof. I am. 
very heavy into like praying those demons in your life away. Hmm. And the fact that it literally says in not just one version, but several versions, because I looked mm-hmm. demonic, I'm mm-hmm. like, that get word those got demons. me. I yeah. was like, oh my gosh. I literally put it in bold, bold print. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is demonic. Go ahead, anyway. I just. Well, I didn't really. I mean, this was also when I was kind of what I needed to do in the moment, but like, yeah. man. I don't even know where to start. It's I know. Just... There's so much. Well, okay. So the NLT, ver- well, no. Is it CSB or NLT? I think this one's NLT also. It says, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition there, you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Mm. So I guess it's pretty similar. Well, see, okay, so the one thing I will say, the other thing that stuck out to me, it says in the last part of it, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice, or in NLT it said evil of every kind. So it's saying literally where jealousy is and where selfish ambition is, Mm -hmm. there's evil of every single kind, like every vile practice. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, oh, you're going to have a little sinful area of your life. No, it's like everything. If you just let jealousy consume you like a cancer yeah. or envying or whatever terminology you want to use, like, it's there. What is going to result is bad fruit to the max. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to be every single vile practice it's, it's, out there. It's, it's really ugly. It's awful. Like, that's just the word I'm thinking of. I know the fruit you produce, it's going to be rotten and ugly. And yeah. Gross. There's like, nothing good. Like, Anna was reading in her endearing word. Yeah. Or endearing, yeah, Yeah, word. Endearing word. Endearing word. Um, Commentary earlier, it was saying, what did it say? Um, There's one of the least productive and most damaging of all sins. Yeah. There's nothing good that accomplishes nothing except to hurt. Like, that's it. Like, who wants to have a fruit that, that's literal sole purpose is to harm others in some way? Yeah, because that's all that jealousy all does is causes you to be resentful towards others and yeah. hateful towards others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, golly. This is not wisdom that comes from down from above, but is earthly and spiritual dem- demonic. Yeah. I just feel like you can't get any more straightforward than that. And then, like, the commentary I read earlier said, like, love does everything it can to stay away to from stay envy. away, yeah. To stay away from bitter bitter jealousy and selfish ambition like mm-hmm. and if you have again if you have the love of christ in you like you should want to stay far away from this because why would you want any part of that yeah especially as a christian as a jesus follower like yeah. why would you allow that to take root in your heart and i know why because we're dumb humans yeah. and like i mean obviously we're evil. like there's I been saying. plenty of times since i've been saved and known christ because i mean i was saved when i was six so, obviously, there have been times when I've let bitterness and jealousy go. It's not good. I mean, it's not It's not productive. It, it doesn't do... It doesn't accomplish anything except hurt. Yeah. Hurt yourself and hurt those around you. So... It's good. And I just... I know I've known several people, like, who have let bitterness root in their heart, and now they're in... Well, I'm thinking of one person in particular. I'm not going to say who, but... Now, this person's in their 80s and is just such a bitter, closed-off person because they've, like, harbored resentment in their hearts towards some of their family members, and it's just really sad to see. It is sad. That's a whole life wasted that you could have lived for God with peace and joy. Yeah. 
Not trying to... And I'm not saying this person yeah. isn't, and because they are, because they know the Lord, but just... There's... But you can be saved and have the security of going to heaven and not not um, pursue God still. Yeah. Because there's a difference. The relationship you have with God depends on how much you pursue Him. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just don't want... I know I don't want to be that 80-something-year-old person who's like... No. Like, well, I'm not going to forgive him because they hurt me and make me... me. I mean... Yeah. That's not what Christ calls us to do. Yeah. So. So my next one. Sorry. I wasn't trying to move on. I no, just I'm dead. So my next one is about boasting because we've been talking about envying a lot. And Anna and I were both saying that we really focused on envying a lot in our things, in our verses that we found. But I do have a couple on boasting. Um, do you? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So 1 Corinthians 1, 27 through 31 it says in the ESV version, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. My observation is very straightforward. We are nothing without God. We have literally no reason to boast. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it's foolish of us to think that we can boast. And I'm not saying, like, we're not worth anything. But honestly, if we're speaking literally, and not just figuratively or anything, if we're speaking literally... We literally are nothing yeah. without God. He He created us. Yeah. We didn't create ourselves. It wasn't a big bang. It was God. He is the higher being who created us. Yeah. And he's still involved. He didn't just create us and leave us to, you know, learn on our own or whatever. Like, he's teaching us. He's, he's literally the reason that we know anything, that we have any wisdom. He's literally in the reason that we have any kind of hard work ethic. He's the reason that we have any kind of peace everything that people compliment you on it's because of god yeah that you have that and every good quality in you like we were talking about earlier no mean is good no not one there's none of us who are Mm -hmm. good so yeah that's funny because i was just about to talk about romans 6 which was what 623 which is where that verse there's unrighteous no not one or no no no. it's not romans yeah it's, it's romans 3 no I just put it in a video. I don't remember, but I know it's, what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> shoot. Well, I was going to talk about Romans 6, which is oh. what I just read. Oh, okay. Because that's... Because Romans 6, 23 is for the way just the sin is death. death the gift of yeah. God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But it's true because without Jesus, we would be dead. Like, we would be facing eternal punishment. Right. I was just going to talk about it because I've been reading Romans um, lately. And Roman, we just... Um, and I've been, like in the Bible study about it through, like, the college ministry I'm a part of. Um, and we just went over Romans 6, where it just, it talks about how, like, we were once dead to our sin, Mm -hmm. right? We were slaves to our sin, like, dead in our sin, um, slaves to our sin, and, like, because of Jesus and his sanctification, we then instead are able to become slaves to righteousness. Mm -hmm. But it's not without Jesus. Right. Right? Like, it's not just, like, oh, like, there's no way to reach this point of righteousness, without Christ. Right. So, like... Because we're not righteous. It's God who's righteous in us. Yeah. Yeah, so there's no reason for us to boast. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. So, Romans 12.3 just says, 
Uh, for the by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith, faith that God has assigned. Um, so yeah. just because of the Paul is saying, like, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone, like, don't think any higher, high, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, because yeah. again, without Jesus, we're nothing. Which right? Well, it, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. And instead, we need to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Yeah. Basically, everything that God has given us, or everything that we have, God has given us. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. every, you know, and word and hour. I don't even mean just, like, possessions. I mean, obviously, we have possessions because of him, too. But, yeah. like, in like our inward gifts, the things that we can yeah. do to the extent that we can do them. The, you know, anything like that. The NLT is more straightforward. It says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be okay. honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. So, like, and then he goes on to talk about, like, because he talks about Christ's body, right? We're all part of Christ's body. We all are many parts of that body. But, like, we don't need to think more highly of ourselves. Yeah. Because... The, uh, and then he talks about in verse six, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So he's saying, like, do the things, like, these are all God-given gifts, like you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Nothing we can do. I just thought, thought of the term irrational and rational because in the ESV version it says, but to think with sober judgment. Mm-hmm. And then in the CSB, Christian Standard, it says, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. So basically it's saying, well, and this may not be what they were meaning, but in my head, and this may be something, you know, it's helping me remember how to apply this to my life. Mm-hmm. But when I read those two with the different terminology there, it makes me think that anytime I want to boast about myself, that's irrational. And I need to start thinking sensibly and rationally yeah. and reel myself back in, take captive of my thoughts, say yeah. no. Don't be irrational about how you speak and boast about yourself because it's not you, it's God. Yeah. Be rational about it. So I think that's all we have. It was mostly about envying, but there were still some good points on boasting also. Boasting I mean, was pretty straightforward I was gonna also. Say, and then the, I mean, I didn't write this one down, but Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 literally says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Yeah. So, once again, it's all about... And that's the thing about yeah. boasting. It's pretty straightforward, like... We have no reason to boast. Yeah. Like, about Because, ourselves. like, we, without Jesus, are literally, like you said, worthless. Nothing. I mean, worthless. I we mean, are literally. I mean, and I don't want to say that and then someone would be like, oh, they, you know, you think I'm worthless on my own? Well, but you are. But so am I. Like, yeah. it's not, like, a bad thing because you have a lot of, like, a lot of peace and joy in the fact of, like, of knowing that you have God because he can do so much through you because he gave you all these amazing gifts and stuff. Yeah. And, like, you are amazing because yeah. God made you amazingly, but you wouldn't be here even without God. Right. Like, right. you know. So, yeah. Well, that was good. Good timing, too, because the loudmouths just got home. I can hear them. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you can relate to it, and I hope you feel conviction through what God is saying through this, because I know, um, I don't know that I feel conviction about this specifically with this season of my life at the moment, but I have very much struggled with in being and boasting both in yeah. the past. I have and as so well. yeah, so this is a really good reminder. I'm not saying I'm perfect in this right now. I'm just saying like it's not as common of a thing at no, the moment. No, but it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's check your heart. Yeah. So check your heart. 
So even yeah. if you guys are listening to anything like on this podcast or another one or a video, and it's something that you can't relate to in this season, but you know it is something that you struggled with in the past, yeah. or maybe every now and then, maybe it's just a good reminder, you know? Yeah. Remember to check yourself. And maybe, you know, the devil is good at every time we have a podcast about something, that next week I struggle with something with that. Me too. So, and it could be on the flip side if you're listening to this, you know, watch out for the devil and um, be in God's word and talk to him so that you can be aware of what's going on. Yeah. With the devil's tactics in your life. Okay. Well, hope you have a good week. Bye, fans. (laughs) See you later.